All right, so you may be wondering why I recorded a fantasy football draft. What is the point? Who cares? All that kind of stuff. Uh, and why, especially what I posted on a podcast called Navigating Career Change with Zaki Ahmed. And the answer, quite simply, is because um, I want to. <laughs> you do whatever I want. No, I'm just kidding. The answer really is because doing something like this represents a dream job of mine. I have many dream jobs. But one of them is if I could ever be paid to talk my way through a fantasy football draft, I would call that a dream job. I, I hesitate to say like anything to do with a fantasy football draft because I don't know if it's anything, but something like this where I can talk strategy, I can talk about my thoughts, I can give my opinions um, while giving full credit, by the way, to the people who actually did all the research and backed uh, my opinions with their research. Um, I would be thrilled with that. I would be on cloud nine. I think that is um, one of the amazing things that I would hope, love to be able to say, and I intend to say one day that, you know, resulted from all this stuff that I'm doing right now. Um, and what can I do today to get like, get closer to that? How can I, how can I get, how can I become that person and prepare myself for that? And that is why I'm doing stuff like this is just like putting it out there. Like, Hey world, like I do this, I can do it. This is what it looks like when I do it. This is the caliber that I bring today. So bear in mind, this is my first time ever doing this, but I thought, hell, I have to do this. So I hope you enjoy. I hope you crush your fantasy football drafts. Um, and happy NFL season, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right, this is called Prestige Worldwide. It's the name of, yeah, you probably heard it in a movie, but it's the name of my fantasy football league. I've uh, been in it for like seven or eight years, no, nine years, because uh, this is the first league I ever joined. And uh, it's a standard scoring league. And what I'm going to do today is a little bit different from anything I've ever done before. And that is to just like talk my way through the draft. I just kind of wanted to try it out, see what it was like to just, I don't know, talk, speak my thoughts, talk about how I draft, uh, what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, how I'm strategizing, what's happening, um, inspired partially by just listening to a lot of fantasy football radio, um, primarily on Sirius XM, uh, fantasy football radio, and, uh, you know, just like the the guys, the, the hosts will like host drafts. Sometimes they'll participate in drafts as they're hosting shows. And I just thought it was really cool. I thought it was something that I would love to do one day, that kind of thing. Um, and maybe, hey, I can, maybe I can do that. Like put it, you know, make it part of what I have in my like, I don't know what you call it, like, like social media repertoire. And it's not so much that, but to, to, to like have it in the repertoire, but just to try it out, just to see what it's like, to just do it because, fuck, I, I think that would be awesome to, I think it would be awesome to do something like that um, in the future. So why not just give it a swing um, right now? And uh, so here I am and welcome in. This is... The draft room, you are officially like with me in the draft room here. Um, the clock literally just started ticking. There's already four picks off the board. I'm going to talk to you like you know fantasy football, so I'm not going to get real basic with it. I will say that, like I kind of started saying before, it is a standard scoring league, so no points per reception. It is um, a 12-team league on NFL.com, and I'm picking eighth, so... As it goes so far, McCaffrey goes first overall and already a surprise because at number two, Ezekiel Elliott went. And at number three, Saquon Barkley goes, which is very surprising to me. To be honest with you, if I had the first overall pick in this standard league, I would have taken Barkley. So I'm on the clock now. I'm looking at the board and I'm really choked because Clyde Edwards-Alaire just went ahead of me and Oh, that would have been so sweet to get him. I don't love Derrick Henry, 
but and I just drafted him in a league this morning, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna take him. Um, as I was kind of saying before, it went McCaffrey, Zeke, Barkley, and then Kamara at four, Michael Thomas at five, Dalvin Cook at six, Hilaire at seven, and now I'm on the clock at eight. So I don't love it, but I mean, I don't want to go receiver here in a standard scoring league. I have to go running back, especially because in this league, um, you know, the, the top, the top teams, the championship teams always have, uh, the best running backs, the most productive running backs. And generally it takes two of the top running backs to get to really like make the finals and that kind of thing in this league. So I know I got to go running back in the first, um, especially with the depth at receiver that we have this year, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, like, especially in standard league, I just can't stomach going receiver. So I was looking at Derek Henry, according to the, to the, um, the rankings, Kenyon Drake, Mixon, Eckler, Sanders, Jacobs, Chubb, Jones. And I gotta say, like, I, uh, I'm definitely planning, I'm already planning to take, um, another running back when it comes around to me in the second. So, um, what I'm going to do, by the way, is try to fill out my spreadsheet because I have a little spreadsheet that I made. I don't like using the, um, site like default rankings. So I generally don't, um, so just FYI, so I'm going to split screen here and I have a little spreadsheet where I track who's been drafted and I'm a little behind. Wow. Okay. So after me, I picked eighth and at nine Tyreek Hill went and then at 10 Austin Eckler went, which is very surprising to me. Um, Austin Eckler. So that was 10th pick. Devontae Adams went with the 11th pick. Nick Chubb went with the 12th pick. So I'm a little surprised at some of those picks, to be honest. I, I did not expect to see three wide receivers in the first round. Um, not that I'm complaining, though, because I can already see a couple guys, you know, the uh, guys like, you know, um, Miles Sanders and... Uh, Joe Mixon, that I would think would be first-round picks, at least they are in my books, uh, fall out of the first round. And that tells me already, like, hey, there's going to be some value coming around in the second round. So that's kind of exciting. So Nick Chubb at 12, and then on the turn, the guy who took Chubb also takes Julio Jones. And then with the second pick in the second round, Josh Jacobs goes... So let's marky mark that down and just make sure I have everything marked off. One, two, three, four, five, six. I've got nine running backs off the board already. <sighs> let's see here. I'm trying to like fit everything into one screen. It's kind of difficult. But I'll do it. I'm going to do it. gonna hit the pause here and I'll catch you up when I'm back because I'm on the clock okay resume and so I was sitting there for fifth pick in the second round um, and so I went Derrick Henry in the first round with the eighth pick and then as you may recall it went Tyreek Hill Austin Eckler Devontae Adams Nick Chubb rounds out the first round and then the second round goes Julio Jones Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, and here's one for you. Patty Mahomes goes fourth pick in the second round to the same guy who picked Tyreek Hill. It's really interesting that that guy is going zero running backs in the first two rounds in a standard league. I think that's like kind of ballsy. So anyways, I got a fifth pick in the second round, and I um, was looking at Kenyon Drake, uh, Miles Sanders, and I decided to go Miles Sanders. 
The only reason I did not like that is because I started my draft this morning the exact same way, and I thought I was doing something that I would not be doing anywhere else. But unfortunately, I got randomized. In that draft, I was picking sixth in a 10-team league, and I ended up with Derrick Henry because the guy... um, And actually, I passed on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, thinking that I'd be targeting him in this league. But anyways, Derrick Henry, and just interesting to me that in a 12-team league where I'm the eighth pick, I get the exact same two players in the first two rounds. So fifth pick, I go Miles Sanders. Interestingly enough, Kenyon Drake goes right after me with the sixth pick in the second round. Chris Carson then goes with the seventh. James Conner and Todd Gurley. How do you like that? Todd Gurley sneaks into the uh, second round. I find very interesting. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins went 10th in the second round. And Aaron Jones just went 11th in the second round. And that is a little bit sad for me because I really like Aaron Jones. And I am definitely looking to get three running backs in the first three rounds, if not four, just depending on how the values fall. Um, So he was a guy that I kind of was hoping would, I was secretly hoping would, would fall a bit. But not terribly disappointed because... Um, say la vie there's still some good running backs on the board and I can look at my board right now and by the way I'm using fantasypoints.com projections for the year and rankings for this draft so obviously flip it over to standard scoring and Jonathan Taylor is number 13 on their uh, rankings and that is a guy that I have like my eyes on and I really, like, really hope that he falls to me. I have seven more picks until it's me. So it's a little bit of wishful thinking, but this is one of those cases where I definitely think that the the rankings that I'm using may play to my advantage just because I'm not using, like, the standard um, NFL.com rankings. Um so that's the kind of stuff that I, like I, I thought would be really interesting and then I could kind of share with you as we kind of went through this. Um, a player that also I just kind of was eyeballing was Chris Godwin, who was ranked according to fantasypoints.com as the number two wide receiver on the board, um, right behind Michael Thomas. Their rankings were Thomas Godwin Hill and then Adams. And what do you know? Godwin actually fell into the third round. So if you think about that kind of value that, you know, you could potentially get, uh, like as much as I, I, I am pumping up fantasypoints.com because I believe in the team and the, the, the analysts and the rankings and all that kind of stuff. They helped me win a championship last year. Um, that can just, that can exist for any, you know, uh, analyst or ranking system where if they just disagree with, the system that you're on, like say you're on Yahoo and somebody's using ESPN rankings, the experts in those two can can really differ and vary and it just creates pockets of value. So that's kind of what you're chasing at the end of the day all the time. And chasing isn't the, the best word, but hell, you kind of are. Um, that, that happens. So Jonathan Taylor, I mentioned earlier, he was ranked 13. So like the highest end RB2 and he was, you know, he was just drafted, but he went as like the, you know, 17th running back off the board. So going back to where we were, um, coming up to the end of the second round, we were at DeAndre Hopkins going 10, Aaron Jones went 11. Then the first tight end came off the board at 12 in the second round, and that was Travis Kelsey. Uh, It came around to Kenny Galladay with the first pick in the third round. Chris Godwin went with the second pick in the third round, which I was a little sad about because all that would have been so delicious. It would have been real tough to resist that if he had fallen to me later in the third round. Uh, Jonathan Taylor went with the third pick uh, of the third round, which again, that was, that was kind of shitty to see because I would have, I would have taken him in a heartbeat. Um, Mike Evans goes with the fourth pick in the third round. Lamar Jackson just went off the board as the fifth pick in the third round. And um, now the sixth pick is on the clock. And I'm just going to hit pause because there's two more picks until mine. And I'm just going to reorient myself here.
Man, <clears throat> man, so I will say, like, being able to use a pause button here is a lot easier than uh, pause for water. Um, than being like the actual radio announcer guys who have to just stay live and keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, but anyways, um, in the third round, we were up to one, two, three, four, five. Lamar Jackson went five. Raheem Mostert went six. Amari Cooper went seven. And then I was up with the eighth pick, and I was looking at Mark Ingram or Cam Akers as my third running back, because I do want to fill out that flex spot with a solid running back. Cam Akers was ranked 17th on the board, on my board. Uh, Ingram was 18, and finally, like, Melvin Gordon was actually 16, and I would rather not have him, just because he has a little bit of hair on him this year. So I kind of decided to swing a little bit and go with the upside guy, which is Cam Akers. I like that pick. I um, think he could have a pretty big role. Probably not like right off the bat, but I'm hearing really good things from the guys at FantasyPoints.com. Is now on the clock. And now I'm back on the clock. And funnily enough, like Gordon and Ingram are both still on the board. And it's really hard to ignore that kind of value. Although Alan Robinson is sitting there and he is the eighth ranked receiver. And there's already been like seven or eight guys drafted receivers anyways. There's just so much depth at receiver. And this league is so dependent on running back. I find it tough. I'm finding it tough to pass on like a Melvin Gordon, um, Mark Ingram, just like just considering the nature of the league. Just hammer. I think I just need to hammer running back here. So... I don't, I don't love, don't love what I'm looking at here. Gordon, two spots above. Like, uh, do I go with him at? Yeah, I think I could go Melvin Gordon here. Mark Ingram is real juicy because he's so solid, so reliable. But I think Melvin Gordon might be the upside sort of bell cow back play here. The guys at fantasypoints.com, like, you know, they've been talking a lot about how he, uh, you know, they've paid him a lot of money and they've kind of uh, pumped a lot into that offense this year. If this was a PPR league, I would think I would have to go with a receiver there and just go with Allen Robinson, but um, just too good a value. Like, you can't, can't sleep on the running backs this year. I don't know if that's the right term there. You can't ignore the value early on with the running backs. Um, it's just too good. It's like the, sorry, the, it's too top heavy. Um, I don't think, I don't want to get into the, you know, Lev Bell, DeAndre Swift, you know, like Singletary, Jordan Howard, like it gets a little gross in that next tier of running back. Whereas if you look at receiver, yeah, you could argue that it's top heavy with the Thomas and Godwin and Devontae Adams and those guys at the top. But, you know, like, the wide receiver twos this year, Ridley, A.J. Brown, Chark, Robert Woods, like, those guys could have really big years. And somebody, like, look at this, like, according to FantasyPoints.com and what I'm looking at, D.J. Moore is ranked uh, 28, wide receiver 28. So he's not even a two. He's, like, a high-end three. And he finished as a one last year. So think about that. Like, even somebody like that presents potential value. So you can't, you can't just say he's not, like you can't just say he's not a one but there's just so many guys ahead of him and there's just there's a lot for the taking here so i'm gonna i might regret this because i just started off four running backs in a row but uh in my experience with this league that is also part of this uh just being in this league for so long it's always 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 the guys who have the running backs and the guys who have the running back depth that can not only make it through the playoffs and like have steady years but also you know have um a really good finger on the not finger i don't know if that's the right word but they have a lot of leverage in the trade market as well so you can't can't ignore that so i'm going to pause as i uh just update my spreadsheet and then i'll let you know what is going on on the board all right so I talked about my fourth round pick being Melvin Gordon. Uh, so the fourth round actually went from the top of the fourth round. Mark Andrews 
who's the third tight end coming off, uh, off the board. Not a huge surprise there. Lev Bell, second pick in the fourth round. Cooper Cup, David Montgomery, and then me at Melvin Gordon. Me at five with Melvin Gordon. DJ Moore, Odell Beckham Jr., Mark Ingram, who was, as you recall, the other guy I was considering. Juju Smith-Schuster. Allen Robinson, the guy who I had my eye on uh, at receiver, went with the 10th pick, Adam Thielen. With the 11th pick, who I would have had my hopes on next, as he was ranked 11 on my wide receiver board. He went 11 in the fourth round. Devin Singletary rounds out the fourth round. And coming around the corner, our guy has five seconds left, and he has just drafted Robert Woods with the first pick in the fifth round. So I'll tell you right now what I'm looking at on my board. Um, I got to go receiver, um, I think, in the fifth round here. And on my board, Calvin Ridley is number 12. A.J. Brown is number 13. And both of those guys are still available. D.J. Chark is at 16. uh, And I'm kind of just going in order of who's available according to the rankings that I'm looking at. Calvin Ridley at 12. A.J. Brown at 13. DJ Chark at 16, Terry McLaurin, and, Terry McLaurin at 18, Cortland Sutton at 19, Marquise Brown at 21, Tyler Lockett at 22. I don't hate any of those guys as like my one. I think Tyler Lockett's pushing it. I just don't really like him. I find him a little bit like up and down. It's tough to trust uh, the, the Seahawks passing game and especially with like DK Metcalf kind of emerging. Uh, I don't see Lockett being as like dangerous and and reliable I guess for fantasy as I did like last year so I don't really love it I've never really loved the Seahawk receivers to be honest with you I just find it on a team that is just so run heavy and run focused I just don't really want that big of a piece of it um so anyways the second pick in the fifth round Zach Ertz goes off the board and that team is looking pretty good by the way, so with the second pick, uh, second pick overall, the guy who took Zeke Elliott uh, ends up with Aaron Jones in the second round, Chris Godwin in the third round, Adam Thielen in the fourth round, and Zach Ertz in the fifth round. So you can see like a bit of a strategy there. He's just kind of trying to fill out uh, his starters. And as opposed to someone like me, who is really going for like the running back depth, he's going for more of like a receiver uh, running back uh, balance. Nothing wrong with that strategy. I, I don't. I don't mind it at all. I just haven't had great experience with it in this league in particular. Um, so with the third pick in the fifth round, Kareem Hunt went off the board. A guy that I've loved in uh, PPR leagues. I think I got him in. Uh, I got him in my auction league, and I was just so happy with that pick when I got him. Um, with the fourth pick, Keenan Allen went off the board, and then Calvin Ridley, who I mentioned, the guy I would have wanted number one, the first guy I would have, I would have just eaten that up if he had fallen to me. Two picks later, um, Calvin Ridley, and I don't have any piece of him this year. Actually, I would, uh, I would love to have a piece of him, and I unfortunately do not. So, uh, DJ Chark goes with the sixth pick, with the seventh pick. Ronald Jones just went. And that means that I am on the clock, as you probably heard there in the background. And, um, you know, considering everything I was saying about, you know, I I think I got to go receiver here after four. The highest guy on the board at number 13 is AJ Brown. Um, I don't love it. Fuck. And I just realized that I have Derrick Henry. Ugh. Do I really want to go Henry and Brown? Like, on the same team. This is one of those gross situations. Do I want Terry McLaurin to be my number one receiver? Like, ugh, I don't love that either. So 40 seconds left on the clock here. Like, kind of sucks that you have these sort of dilemmas, but I guess that's why some people, you know, they really like go by their rankings and some people, this is where they like stray from their rankings. I am tempted. Um, if there was a really good tight end on the board, I might just go like tight end and wait for it to come back around to me but I just this makes me sick and I just don't like making picks that make me sick but I am going to do it 
Um, I'm going to take A.J. Brown. <sighs> I hate doing that. Don't you just hate that? Don't you just hate taking guys that you don't feel good about? Like, when I pick a guy, I want to feel, like, amazing. I want to feel like I got my guy. And I guess that's just the risk that you take. I was really hoping that, you know, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, or Calvin Ridley would have fallen to me, and I would have taken DJ Chark as well. Fortunately, all those guys went ahead of me, so I kind of just went with the highest, highest like the BPA, best player available, and like at that point, and AJ Brown, it is. So he's my one, my wide receiver one. I still trust the depth at wide receiver, um, and I did not talk about this much before, but our starting, and I probably should have our starting. Um, roster is um quarterback two running backs three wide receivers tight end flex kicker defense and um we are going 15 rounds with this thing so i may i may end up regretting my my fourth round melvin gordon pick um but i just i don't know I, well, I'm looking at the board here. I'm the only person who went um, four straight running backs. One guy went three straight running backs in the first three rounds. Only two of us went three straight running backs, and I'm the only person to go four straight running backs. So I'm really the uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the biggest risk taker, I guess you could say, as far as the um, non-running back positions go, if that's, a, if that's the term. Um, but I do still trust the depth at wide receiver. Uh, there's every time I look at the board, every time, like every time I look at the rankings, I, I go down the list with the receivers after I get past the top guys. And I kind of think like, oh man, if I miss out on the top guys, I'm really missing out. But if you keep scrolling this year, like in 2020, like we already talked about the like that tier that I was talking about before I was waiting on, like the Thielen, Ridley, AJ Brown, Metcalf, Chark, Robert Woods, McLaurin. Like that's I feel pretty good about that. Even below that, like keep scrolling. Marquise Brown, like the guys at fantasypoints.com love Marquise Brown this year. Tyler Lockett's good. Cooper Cup, not bad. Jarvis Landry, underrated. Will Fuller, probably a bigger role because D Hop isn't in town. You know, and then you get into like Devontae Parker, DJ Moore, which we talked about. T.Y. Hilton, I don't like this year. He's always broken, so I've never drafted him. And Deontay Johnson at number 30, who, you know, they've pumped up all year. They love that guy, and, you know, they can't they can't say enough good things about him. So I'm on the clock, and I am going to go get oriented. So I'm going to hit the pause button on you here. Okay. So with the sixth pick in the Prestige Worldwide Draft, and their, with their sixth pick in the Prestige Worldwide Draft, my team, who by the way is called Devante Adayums, uh, we selected Marquise Hollywood Brown. That is the third league out of three that I have drafted that guy in. And like I said, these guys are fantasy points. They've been pumping them up so much. I got to get behind them. I really believe in their rankings and their analysis so i took him he was the highest player on my board with a ranking of 21 and i will say at number 30 deontay johnson uh was really tempting i almost took him because i really really believe in him as well but this is one of those cases where i'm just going to kind of like maybe it's a little greedy I'm just going to hold my breath and see if he comes back around to me in another 14 picks it's pretty far but like a lot of guys have been taken uh, receivers earlier on and I feel like might be coming back around to the running back and like start doing tight ends and quarterbacks so might just fall so <clears throat> anyways let's go back up I'll recap you at the end of the fifth round with the eighth pick I took AJ Brown and then after that I went JK Dobbins Russell Wilson Terry McLaurin Tyler Lockett to end the fifth round the sixth round starts T.Y. Hilton uh DeAndre Swift, Rob Gronkowski, who was the one, two, three, fifth uh, tight end off the board, Cortland Sutton, and then Hollywood Brown to me. Behind that went Devontae Parker, Michael Gallup, Darren Waller, 
Julian Edelman, Wolf Fuller, and then James White. Uh, now we are waiting on the last pick of the sixth round. And um, I'm going to try to fill out my spreadsheet and continue talking here. But uh, kind of interesting. Now you can really see the, the, the receivers are coming off the board. And the problem with trying to do all of this is that I lose track of how caught up I actually am on my own spreadsheet. So I really stand to screw myself, to be honest with you, if I uh, miss something. But good thing it's Excel and I can just control F this shit and find my guys relatively quickly. A lot easier than trying to draft on your phone like the last couple times I've, I've done this. So pretty interesting there at the end of the sixth round carry on Johnson goes and uh, I on my board he's like ranked number 53 which I mean to each their own of course um, but that I just find a little stuff like that is like where you can really see the difference in people's rankings and uh, wow that's all I gotta say. I'm just a little surprised to see carrying on Johnson's. I guess somebody, some be, some buddies or some people, uh, really believe in him right now, this year, whatever. So you know, it's uh, it's what makes fantasy football fun. Um, but what I was kind of talking about with the running backs being like top heavy, for lack of a better term, and why I hammered it in the first four rounds was because at this point, what you're looking at as far as running back goes, if you've only got two and you want to flex one, or you want some running back depth, you either have to now chase handcuffs, or you're drafting the likes of Jordan Howard, Adrian Peterson, Zach Moss. Not bad. I actually stole him in the 15th round of another league, and I was thrilled about it. Um, but, you know, mostly because my slash fantasy points dot com rankings are they're a little higher on him than I think most people, but... You know, do you want to have, like, Tariq Cohen and Sony Michelle and, like, Matt Breida? Like, do you really want the risk of, like, the hair of, like, a Keyshawn Vaughn? You don't even know if he's going to be starting this year. Like, <clears throat> um, it is what it is. Um, but I did not like that tier of running back, and that's probably why I'm not going to take another running back for, like, six rounds or something like that. Like, I just... I, I agree with the analysis that it's gross. Like, I don't want the uncertainty of that, especially in a standard scoring league. So that is what it is. Um, seventh round, we are already underway here. Jar Jarvis Landry goes with the first pick to the dude who just took on Johnson there. So on the turn, coming around the corner, second pick of the second, second pick of the seventh round is Tyler Boyd. And then the third pick goes Marlon Mack. And now we're on the clock with the fourth pick. And um, I feel like at this point on the radio that I like usually listen to, they would like go and like interview somebody who's in the draft room and get some analysis and their thoughts on why they did what they did. So I'm just going to hit the pause button because I don't want to just like sit here and blabber while I wait for my pick. So catch you soon. Okay, so now I'm really getting into the fun stuff because we're in the eighth round when I think we left off. So I'm going to recap from actually the seventh round. So I'm pretty sure we left off. This, okay, I can't remember where we left off. Carry on Johnson was the end of the sixth round. So seventh round, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd, Marlon Mack, Matt Breida, AJ Green, and I'm salivating now because Deontay Johnson is falling, falling into my hands, but then after AJ Green with the sixth pick in the seventh round, my man goes. Deontay Johnson, it's my first physical expression of frustration. I was like, damn it. So he went, Steph Diggs, and he came to me, and I decided to go Darius Slayton um, with, the, with the eighth pick in the seventh round, Zach Moss. Jamison Crowder, and then Jordan Howard and Brandon Cooks round out the seventh round. At this point, I now have my three wide receivers starters. 
And now I'm staring around to the eighth round and I'm looking at the board and feeling not bad. The teams that are around and coming back to me, they have a couple guys have tight ends, a couple guys have quarterbacks. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't love any of the receivers. So what am I planning? I'm planning to either go quarterback or tight end. And the eighth round goes Phil Lindsay, Dak Prescott, Sony Michelle, Debo Samuel, and then I'm up. And I took Hayden Hurst with the fifth pick in the eighth round because he is ranked five. And there's already been like six, seven guys, uh, six, seven tight ends already. Did not want to wait 14 picks to see if he was going to fall to me. I could have gone quarterback, but there's really like good depth at quarterback as there is like most years. So I felt pretty good about waiting there. And I decided to take Hayden Hurst. Now Now I'm on the clock in the ninth round. And I'm going to make that pick and then get you caught up on how I got to that point in the ninth round. So Hayden Hurst with the fifth pick in the eighth round. And then it goes Tevin Coleman, uh, Daryl Henderson, Tariq Cohen, Tyler Higby, Antonio Gibson, who I thought would have lasted much longer than the eighth round. And then Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray round out the eighth round. So I'm kind of seeing that, and I'm like, okay, here come the quarterbacks. Not bad. Latavius Murray to start off the ninth. Marvin Jones. Keyshawn Vaughn. Drew Brees with the fourth pick. John Brown with the fifth pick. CeeDee Lamb, who I kind of was surprised to see if thought about it. But nah, good thing that decision was made for me. Sterling Shepard right before me, and then with the eighth pick in the ninth round, I'm kind of thinking I could go quarterback here because um, I, I do feel pretty good about the options that are there. The four teams after me, three out of the four of them had quarterbacks. So between, as in like I was picking eighth, so it was going like 19, 11, 12. So those guys had already got Patty Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Dak Prescott in order. And then the last guy didn't have a quarterback. So I kind of thought like, He's on the corner. I'm pretty sure he's going to take a quarterback here. I could just like wait and see because, you know, I was looking at the board. It was Josh Allen I like, Carson Wentz I like, Matt Ryan I like. There's three guys there that I like. I don't mind, but hey, like Josh Allen's the last one that really runs. I think he has a lot of like that running upside. So I, and I didn't really like any of the receivers at that point that much. So I decided to just go for it and I took. Uh, Josh Allen with the uh, eighth pick there. And as you can hear, I'm back on the clock. And that's because after that, it went Ruggs, Deshaun Jackson, Golden Tate, none of whom I really like, Tom Brady, the guy who didn't have a quarterback, came around to that guy, Austin Hooper, and then it went Anthony Miller and Nikhil Harry, and right behind that, right behind me was a Steeler defense. And now I'm sitting here, and I really like, I'm really... Tempted, I might just go Jalen Rager here because uh, he's not the highest ranked. Actually, Brashad Perryman is the highest ranked dude, but he's so low on the NFL.com rankings that I just might get greedy here and let him... I might just see if he'll fall to me. Um, But I have a choice here. I could go Rager. I could go Michael Pittman, who I really like. So Brashad Perryman is at 36 on my rankings. And here's where I'm getting sneaky because Rager's at 51, Pittman's at 52. But on NFL.com, Perryman's like way down the board. So call me greedy, but I'm going to be a little bit greedy here. In the 10th round, I think I'm just going to go with Michael Pittman because I really like the idea of having him on my team this year. Really high upside dude. And uh, I don't trust T.Y. Hilton to be healthy. Um, I do really like Phillip Rivers. Don't know how he's going to do in this new offense. But, uh, again, fantasypoints.com, guys. Like, they're pumping this dude up. Michael Pittman talking a lot about uh, how he's, like, developed. He's got, like, a... He has, like, a father who played in the NFL, Michael Pittman Sr., and, um, you know, he's around the right things, knows how to study. He knows the game through college. His stats went from like eight catches to like 20 catches and then 50 catches and then like 90 catches in his last year or something crazy like that. Like just making like very noticeable progress, being a student of the game, learning what he needs to learn, et cetera, et cetera. 
progress really nicely. And he's like, he's a big dude. I think he's like six, three, like two twenty five or something like that. And, uh, really good hands moves really well. Uh, so stands to be like an awesome, awesome, uh, player in the NFL. And, uh, you know, someone who I, I really, I like taking the risk on for the upside. Um, I just selected him as my, what, fourth wide receiver. Uh, let me just double check here. Yeah, my fourth wide receiver in the 10th round. And you could say that it's a little bit of a reach because, um, you know, he's a rookie, he's unproven. He's really not ranked that high. Like I just said, even on my own rankings, he's ranked 52, but he's got the upside, I think. And he's not a brand name like Golden Tate, John Brown, Julian Edelman, Jamison Crowder, Sterling Shepard, all guys who I just, all those guys I just said, already drafted ranked either slightly ahead of him or like five spots behind him but I, i'll take the guy with the upside every time so that's kind of my strategy fifth pick in the 10th round so behind me it now goes chase edmonds uh evan ingram who wow like surprised he last till the 10th round um you know as like the the eighth tight end after by the way austin hooper which i find really weird i found that a strange pick but to each their own again after Evan Ingram was Christian Kirk, Jerry Judy, McCole Hardman, and Jarek McKinnon. And now we're waiting on the last pick in the 10th round. So I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Like, I have another, what, eight picks until it comes back around to me. I pretty much have my starting roster filled out without kicker defense, which I always like to leave till the end unless there's something real juicy. I might do it instead of the 14-15. I might go 12-13, 13-14, something like that for kicker defense. But I really don't like going early. Like the guy who just took the Steelers in the 10th round, especially with defenses. Defenses change just so much from year to year. Like if you remember like the year like like the Bears like killed people and scored all those touchdowns and the next year they sucked balls. Jacksonville did that to me one year where they like killed one year so I decided to jump up and take them in like the 11th round or something like that and they just sucked balls man it is balls when that happens so you know I, I really don't like taking defenses early kickers are like maybe because sometimes you know guys like Justin Tucker or like if you're on a really high powered offense like a Harrison Butker who I'm gonna be targeting in this draft those guys can be really good and I, as much as I hate the kicker in defensive position, sometimes you just got to make, make do with what you got in the league. And this league is one of those where the guys, you know, really like the traditional way that they've been playing. And, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm along for the ride. I don't like it because they're so like, um, volatile, like kickers and defenses, but you know, you gotta, you gotta roll with it. So anyways, I'm, I have my starting roster filled out. I have, um, a, a backup running back on the bench and I have a backup receiver on the bench as well. So my team is in order by round Derek Henry, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, Melvin Gordon in the fourth. So there's my four running backs in a row, AJ Brown in the fifth, Marquise Hollywood Brown in the sixth, Darius Slayton in the seventh. That's my three wide receivers in a row. I went Hayden Hurst in the eighth. Josh Allen in the ninth, Michael Pittman in the 10th. And <clears throat> really like, really still liking that wide receiver depth. Probably not going to go for any backup quarterback because there's just way too much depth there. So no way I'm drafting quarterback anymore. Tight end, there's like a very small, small chance I go with uh, a backup tight end. But really I'm looking at three more picks because I have five more picks left in the draft. You already got to think about this shit, right? So five picks left, kicker defense, you have three picks left. Do you want to handcuff a running back? And I really like handcuffing, especially this year with all the COVID shit that's going on. So that's probably going to be a Boston Scott pick to handcuff Miles Sanders because I really don't want to handcuff Darrington Evans, Derek Henry. I think Derek Henry is just a skilled dude. Melvin Gordon's handcuff, quote unquote, Phil Lindsay. He's already gone. Didn't want to pay for him anyways because he's more of a receiver Cam Akers, Henderson already went, but I don't really see him as a handcuff anyways. So I'm going to go for Boston Scott to the handcuff Miles Sanders. Their system, you know, kind of supports the bell cow 
sort of uh, role. So really and truly here, I've got two picks left for receiver and running back. And with one backup each already, I think I'm just going to go one and one. So look at this. Like I'm in the 11th round and I'm basically making a choice on pick your last receiver and pick your last running back uh, because the, the other three picks are already locked in. So fuck, man, I'm looking at my board like Jalen Rager just went. He's a, like a guy that I think has huge upside. Really like him and thought about him, uh, but he's gone. So that choice is made for me. And he, that's the dude, man, like Brashad Perryman. Like he's ranked 36 on fantasypoints.com. He's way down there on NFL.com. So like I was saying, I was getting a little greedy earlier when I took Michael Pittman because he was ranked so low. This is where you kind of play the rankings against people because a lot of people will draft according to the rankings in the draft room that they're looking at. And um, I do think that there's some running backs still on the board that have a lot of upside that I would be totally fine with taking. Um, and right now it looks like Joshua Kelly, Damien Harrison are my favorite ones. But, you know, Anthony McFarlane, Wyclaw Armstead are out there. I'm okay with those guys. So I'm really looking at like four running backs with really high upside that I would be okay with drafting later on. So like with, this is where the tiers come into play. Like with a guy like Brashad Perryman, who's in, you know, such a high tier compared to the other dudes that I could potentially take way down the board, like a Randall Cobb, who, you know, his upside is not even that high compared to someone like Rashad Perryman um so to me it's no question here in the 10th round uh as you heard I was on the clock and I decided to just go Rashad Perryman and it's gonna look a little weird on the board because guys are probably gonna look at that pick and think like whoa like he reached for that guy really weird how we went all the way down to get him but like I just explained like you got to go like, like, sorry, not you got to go, but like, you just don't have a lot of picks left. Like really, I'm not picking any more receivers after this. I'm done at receiver. And my receiver core is AJ Brown, Hollywood Brown, Darius Slayton as the starters, Michael Pittman, Brashad Perryman behind them on the bench. And I feel pretty good about that, especially because by the way, I picked up Darius Slayton in the seventh round as my wide receiver three He's ranked 34 on fantasypoints.com. And to put this in perspective for you, in the 11th round, four rounds later, sorry, five rounds, wait, how am I not counting properly? One, two, three, four. Four rounds later, I got Brashad Perryman and he's ranked 36 on the board. And to me, that is just delicious. So I'll take that every time. A little bit of a gamble. The Deontay Johnson gamble did not work out because I really hoped he would come back around to me in the seventh and I would have taken him over Darius Slayton, but I can't be disappointed with this. Like to, to be able to get the low end wide receiver three in the 11th round as my wide receiver five. Yeah, I'll take it every time. And like I said, I'll wait around here now for like the running backs that are going to come off the board as my high upside guys. So let me recap it for you. Um, the 10th round, so uh, the 10th round went Austin Hooper, Anthony Miller, Nikhil Harry, the Steelers, and then I took Michael Pittman. Chase Edmonds was behind me, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, Jerry Judy, McCole Hardman, Jarek McKinnon, and Hunter Henry at the end of the 10th. And then the 11th round goes Curtis Samuel, Adrian Peterson, Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Dillon, Hunter Renfro, Matt Ryan, me, uh, Brashad Perryman, and then the 49ers defense, uh, Daryl Williams, I believe. I can't tell because it says D Williams. I'm pretty sure it's Daryl Williams. Uh, uh, Damian Harris. There you go. One of my uh, target running backs, high upside, goes with the 11th pick in the 11th round. Emmanuel Sanders rounds out the 11th round. And I'm up in two picks in the 12th round, so I'm going to pause and uh, make my pick, and then I'll probably come back and recap 12 and 13 for you after these messages from our local sponsors. And we're back. 
Okay. Thanks for joining us here on Zachy Ahmed uh, Podcast Dude. Okay, so pretty sure we left off beginning of the 12th round. And um, I'll recap the 12th round for you. Um, D. Johnson? Who the fuck is... Oh, <laughs> I was like, David Johnson? Houston Texans? Duke Johnson, guys. Duke Johnson kicks off the 12th round. Preston Williams, Jared Cook, Mike Gusecki, ya boy, takes Joshua Kelly as what I thought was my last, uh, second last, like, skill position. That's my high upside running back. I think he could have a huge role there, potentially, alongside um, Austin Eckler. I, I, from what I have learned, he could. I'm not coming up with this shit myself. Alex Madison. Mike Williams, the Vikings defense, the Chiefs defense, Cam Newton, Sammy Watkins, and Tony Pollard. Interestingly enough, to the guy, not the guy who drafted Zeke, but the guy who drafted Christian McCaffrey. Ravens defense, so this is now the 13th round. We go Ravens defense, Brandon Ayuk, Bills defense, LaShawn McCoy, Justin Jackson, Eric Ebron, and... Here's where I'm ready to take my handcuff. I'm up in two picks here in the 13th round. Boston Scott. And Boston Scott um, gets our... He, this, this is what is known as sniping. It's where the player that you like are targeting goes right before you. And it happened to me like in the 5th, where I've talked about already, because I'm or in the 7th. So upset about it. Darius Slayton went... Or I got Darius Slayton instead of Deontay Johnson because he went two picks ahead of me. In the 13th round, I was going to take Boston Scott, and he went right before me. So that, it like, stings even more. That is a real snipe. That fucking sucks. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is also where I realize that we actually do not even have kickers in this league. So here's a lesson for you, kids. Pay attention to the rules. Pay attention to the roster spots. Because I was wondering why nobody was taking kickers and people were taking defenses. And I realized, like, oh, hey, wait a second, there are no kickers in this league. So that was a little bit of draft day time panic that was totally unnecessary, but happened. So I ended up taking the Buccaneers defense. I would have taken Boston Scott there and locked up the position, you know, that Eagles backfield and felt pretty good about it. But I'm really choked about that because I should have been... I maybe should have handcuffed that sooner and another case where I should have been watching the rankings on the on the website because Boston Scott was like the third or fourth ranked running back and my handcuff shouldn't be like that high. I should not be I should not let it get that high. So that was a big piss off. But I decided to take the Bucks defense, who's like the eighth or ninth defense off the board and ranked fourth, I think, on my uh, fantasypoints.com rankings. Um so then the then after that it goes TJ Hawkinson. Interestingly, to the guy who just took Mike Gesicki the round before, which I think is not a bad strategy for taking 12th and 13th round tight ends. Alan Lazard after that, Robbie Anderson, and the Saints round out the 13th round. The 14th round starts Aaron Rodgers, Alshon Jeffrey, Patriots defense, and I get sniped again, partially. Reichwell Armstead goes at 14-4. And uh, I was actually not that pissed about it because I had two guys that I was considering uh, with the last pick there uh, at the skill position, or sorry, as, as another pick in the skill position, and that was Anthony McFarland, who I took with the fifth pick of the 14th round. Um, he's the Steelers' rookie running back. Obviously, he needs like, a few things to break for him because uh, James Conner is there and like Benny Snell, and there's, there's a few guys who are kind of on the the chart there but as you know from like the bell days and uh d'angelo williams um james connor is also proving it like the steelers running back is a bell cow and you know there's a lot of upside there so i really like the upside of the 14th round pick uh at running back and the guys at fantasy points have been talking about anthony mcfarland as a pretty good option for that type of position as well so um i'm actually on the clock up in here in two picks here so uh, I'll be right back, and I'm going to recap the end of the 14th and take us to the end of the draft here. All right, so in the 14th round, we go Aaron Rodgers, Alshon Jeffrey, um, who I just kind of noticed the guy 
who picked Alshon Jeffrey, just went three wide receivers in a row and got Preston Williams, Robbie Anderson, and Alshon Jeffrey from 12, 13, and 14, which I think is kind of gross, to be honest with you. I don't like Robbie Anderson. Alshon Jeffrey, to me, is like a a like a broken, like, like he, he's broken often. But uh, anyways, it is what it is. Uh, Patriots defense, Reichel Armstead, like I said, Anthony McFarland to me with the fifth pick, Jonu Smith, Daniel Jones, James Washington, really interesting to see him down there. Uh, Randall Cobb, Noah Fant, the Broncos defense, and Carson Wentz round out the 14th round. And as you just heard, the draft officially just ended, but I will wrap up the 15th round here. Bryce Love. Washington running back Larry Fitzgerald. Crazy that he's going that late. Um, Brian Edwards, uh, the Vegas wide receiver, rookie. Just really interesting pick there. Uh, Royce Freeman, Darrington Evans, the Seattle Seahawks defense, Chris Herndon. Um, with the seventh pick in the 15th round, I pick Steven Sims, Joe Burrow, Naheem Hines, the Chargers defense. And fascinatingly enough, I cannot see the last pick of the draft. Um, let me see here if I can. Antonio Brown. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, Antonio Brown goes with the last pick. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I couldn't help but feel a little stupid at, at that 15th round there because, you know, I had you know watched one of my handcuffs go, and I'm a firm believer in handcuffing. So Boston Scott, pretty upset about that. Um, and then you know I watched Reichel Armstead go ahead of me, who I think I would have rather have than Anthony McFarland, but I don't mind having McFarland. You know, I got a piece of him. He's the, this is the first thing I got him. I think I have Reichel in my other two leagues, so I don't mind getting a little bit of like mixing it up a bit. And then I, I guess I, I felt dumb in the 15th because Chris Herndon went. And I think he has huge upside. Um, you know, like, again, fantasypoints.com, the guys have been talking him up. Because he, you know, he was uh, he missed his first year. And then last year he was suspended four games. And he came back for, like, five plays and, like, got injured and then missed the rest of the year. But he's like a, he's like a Darren Waller type where super athletic and really can make a huge impact, especially with a, with a you know, a run, young quarterback like, like Sam Darnold there, but I think it's his athleticism and his ability with guys like that. Like when they're in the league for a couple of years, but they're, they've, they just haven't really like made an impact yet. People tend to forget about them. And obviously you can see he's going in the 15th round here. They've really talked him up for that reason because he's so cheap and he has so much upside. So I felt really good about Hayden Hurst. I wasn't really thinking about tight end at all. But Chris Herndon would have been a really good option, especially considering my, my little mess up with like thinking there was kickers in this league and, you know, suddenly getting a bonus spot. And then, wow, then uh, my handcuff goes. So now I have two extra spots. So I kind of didn't even expect to, to draft a McFarland or Steven Sims, uh, who I really like the upside of as well. Um, but I didn't even think of tight end, and I really should have thought about it sooner. So in three leagues where I liked Chris Herndon going into all three drafts, I got him in zero drafts. And sometimes that just happens. Like last year I did that with Chris Godwin. Uh, I, you know, I listened all summer to those same, the same dudes pump up Chris Godwin as like breaking out this year. And he did, and he did it in a big way. Like, and now he's a top five receiver in fantasy football. And they told us, and I listened, and I knew, and I believed, and I targeted him, but did not get my hands on him. And the whole year, I watched him just go off and have an amazing year and just hated myself for not getting any shares. And I have a sneaky feeling that Chris Herndon is going to be the same this year. I have the same feeling about Michael Pittman, so I really like that I got my hands on him. And um, who else? Uh, oh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I really like. Wish I had got my hands on him as well, but he went one pick before me in the first round. And also really like, um, what's his name? Deontay Johnson. I, I think he's, I, I totally agree. He could go off this year as well. Um, but anyways, uh, just to speak to, you know, why I believe in the rankings that I believe in. So anyways, Chris Herndon, a little tough to see him go in the 15th without I, mostly because I feel like I, I didn't even think about it and should have thought about a backup tight end in a situation like that. But 
I don't feel I don't feel bad about this team. I generally don't draft backup quarterbacks, backup tight ends, uh, defenses or kickers or anything like that. I just go hard on running backs and wide receivers. And I did that again in this draft. Usually it works out pretty well. Um, we still have like a couple weeks, uh, almost two full weeks until the season actually starts. So a lot can happen and you can still submit waiver claims and stuff like that. Sometimes guys just, you know, with the news that comes out, they just drop guys who they drafted in the 13, 14, 15th round, especially somebody else's handcuffs. So I'm going to be keeping my eyes on that stuff. I always do. But um, anyways, thanks so much for joining me for this. I hope you gained something, learned something, enjoyed listening. I know I enjoy listening to people's drafts and I always learn something from all that kind of stuff. So I hope you enjoyed and, uh, you know, um, if you have anything you want to chat about, questions, comments, you want to trash talk my picks or anything like that, hit me up. I'm at Zaki Ahmed. And I uh, hope you have a great day. If you're drafting, good luck with your drafts. Enjoy the season. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this throughout the year or anything like that, but uh, I really enjoyed talking through this. Um, and we'll have to see if I can mix it up again, do it again a little differently next time. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback, by the way. Thanks for listening to uh, Navigating Career Change with Zaki Ahmed.